You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast with host Rhonda Hess, helping you to choose a smart coaching niche and launch your coaching business with confidence. Hello and welcome back. Let's get episode number 10 rolling. This is about why do some coaching niches fail? Well, it's heartbreaking, but some niches never do pay off. They just don't ever get off the ground, really. And it's confusing because they are often about topics that everyone seems to care about or target an audience that really seems to need so much help. But see, that's part of the problem. Here's the thing. What people buy, when they buy support especially, to get what they need, they'll most often turn to free resources or to known resources like therapists or doctors. See, it's wants that really inspire investment in programs that lead to personal transformation and most other expensive services and products too. Wants drive investment in things and experiences, but not so much needs. So let me introduce this concept of seekers and non-seekers. Seekers are what I call the type of people who do invest time and money for their own personal and professional growth. And by the way, they're willing to invest out of their own pocket. Coaches are seekers. So here's a profile about seekers. Seekers are driven by their desire to make a meaningful contribution to the world. Seekers have social personalities, even if they're introverted, and they enjoy influencing others. Seekers are always actively working on themselves and their top goals. They want to become masters at what they do, and they buy and read sometimes self-help books or educational books. They will go to an experiential weekend retreat and invest a bundle in it. And they'll pay for vocational training, like coach training, so they can do something they really want to do with their life. So you can see that seekers are a special group. They're all over the world, and they're also subgroups within other groups. But not all people are attracted to those things that I just named. And sometimes that's circumstantial. In other words, it's temporary, and sometimes it's behavioral, and it's sort of built in, or people are hardwired in a certain way. So now let's talk about the non-seekers, because this is important to understand. There are three types of non-seekers. One, people who are taught to be fiercely self-reliant. Have you met anybody like that? My husband's like that. Number two are people who invest most of their time and money on things they value more than their own personal growth. How about a person like this? Have you met someone like this? And number three is people who don't value themselves highly right now for whatever reason. So you can see that it's important to consider whether your target audience is full of seekers or not. Because if it's not, it's not going to pay off. That means that niche is going to fail. 
So let's talk about some popular but usually profitless coaching niches, and I'll illustrate this secret piece a little bit more. So I'm about to list some audiences who are not generally seekers, which means they are less likely to invest in hiring someone like you to help them overcome problems and reach goals. And I just want to caveat this by saying, I really mean no harm here. If you are listening to this episode, then you may hear me mention a niche that you have tried to pursue. And my hope is that it will actually help you dodge a bullet. So I apologize in advance if this hurts a bit. One target audience that just tends to be a failing niche is full-time stay-at-home moms. And this is a bit baffling because they really do need help. I mean, being a mom is amazing. I bow to mothers. I cannot believe what they do day to day and they deserve help. But here's the thing. They invest time and money in their kids. That's their focus. Yes, they will love your free stuff, and they may join a Facebook group that you lead, but they won't consistently or significantly invest in your support to be a better mom, to live a more balanced life, or to thrive in motherhood. If they do invest, it's going to be at a low level. And that's not because they don't value what you're doing. It's not because what you're offering them isn't fantastic. It's because they really are focused on their kids, and that's where their time and money goes. A client once came to me who had put five years into building a coaching business that focused on moms. She is a highly intelligent go-getter who diligently tried every marketing approach. And she had some good marketing. I took a look at it. She had great programs and products. She had fantastic freebies. She had an effective website with a great conversion process. And she had a big list of moms, but she wasn't making very much money because few of those moms were buying anything that she sold. Usually, if they bought anything, it was at a very low cost. And it was so heartbreaking for her because she had to abandon that niche, that target audience. Another client of mine decided to work with mom entrepreneurs. Now, that was different because the focus was helping them to build their business while still having energy for family. Do you see the shift there? The goal to build a business shifted their behavior from non-seeker to seekers, because they had dual purpose. No longer was all their money and time just going to their kids. Some of it was going to building a business, and they had skin in the game there. Another usually popular but profitless coaching niche for new coaches is empty nesters. These people, again, you know, do have real challenges But the state of being an empty nester won't usually inspire these people to invest in programs to get through that experience unless they already know they want to fill their time with a business venture or with some other big goal like writing a book or something like that. Again, the shift from empty nester to business owner or to book writer changes their buying behavior, but they won't buy coaching. 
for the sake of getting through the empty nest experience, unless they've got one of those other goals. Another group that is questionable and likely to fail is divorcees. Now, there's no doubt that these people could really use some help. And, you know, yeah, they may be seeing a therapist, and they're probably getting some sort of help from their lawyer as well. But I've seen many coaches try this audience and not make a good living at it. The only exception to that was a lawyer that I worked with who became a coach. She had ready access to newly divorced individuals through her colleagues and past clients who valued her. And so she was able to make a go of this niche. But a lot of other coaches I've known who have tried divorcees as a niche can't find the way in. And because divorcees are usually in a fair amount of pain and they're having to really work with um, separating their lives from their spouse, and they're in many cases having to really cut back on the money they're investing in anything. They're just not in a buying state of mind. Another group that is tough to go after is retirees. Now, the caveat is wealthier retirees might invest in experiences during their retirement, but the average retiree is holding on to their money or they're spending it on their children and grandchildren. So they're not really in seeker mode. Another group that can be difficult to work with and to build a a business around are the types of professionals that have a self-sufficient personality. They've been taught to be self-sufficient through their schooling, through their training. Doctors and lawyers are an example. Now, they might engage you if you are or have been a doctor or lawyer yourself but they aren't likely to open their mind to working with you if you're not in that club. So it's hard to reach them. Now, I have known an occasional client of mine to work with an occasional doctor or two. So it's not a completely closed group, but it's not the easiest of niches to focus on. There are also some topical niches that tend to never launch well. I've seen people putting themselves out there as coaches for a particular topic that is a bit abstract. For example, fulfillment coaches, confidence coaches, serenity coaches, abundance coaches, and some of those other abstract and intangible topics. It's kind of an interesting thing because obviously we all want fulfillment. We all want confidence, serenity, abundance. But there's so much out there that you can get that's free or low cost in a self-help book. And it's just harder to get people to spend thousands, say, on working with someone around one of these topics. And by the way, it's not all that easy for the coaches themselves to have a long-term relationship with clients on these topics. But what I will say is those topics can be pulled in to working with another target audience, you know, a specific narrow target audience around the problems they face and the goals that they're wanting to to work on. So if you are someone who loves one of these topics or all of these topics, just know you probably will get a chance to work on them if you are willing to 
instead of putting yourself out there as a fulfillment coach or a confidence coach, instead, put yourself out there as a, as a support for a specific audience around their specific challenges and goals. And then when they hire you, incorporate the coaching that you want to do about one of those abstract things. I just want to say, I'm not right all the time. I base what I'm saying about coaching niches on two decades of experience. And occasionally I come across someone who seems to be confounding my view about these things. And then I talk to them and I find out how did they get where they are now, hopefully a a financially successful place. Sometimes those people have something that not all of us necessarily have, and maybe they have it more readily available to them. Like they've written a best-selling book and they can really leverage that into their niche. Or they have this iconic personality and they, they're ready right now to get up on a big stage and speak about their messaging and their messaging is really their niche. But not all of us have that desire or ability to build our business that way. And it's not the easiest way to go when you're first starting out. So if I've asserted some idea and you can prove me wrong, please, please do get in touch and let me know where I've erred and I'll make a public correction. My listeners would enjoy that. In fact, maybe you could be a guest on my podcast and help us understand how you made your niche a niche that I'm saying is usually popular but profitless, be successful. And also just another note of compassion here, if you have targeted one of these groups or focused on one of these abstract topics, I know it hurts to hear that it may not pay off. You might have put a lot into trying to make this work. My guess is that if you saw the title of this episode and it resonated It's because some part of you feels frustrated and your business has not yet taken off. Hopefully this episode shows you that it's not about you. It's about your niche. And did you know that I'm accepting applications right now for free on-air coaching? The way on-air coaching works is that you and I will have a private business coaching session that's recorded and later that session is aired as an episode in this podcast series. And it would be perfect for you if you're a trained coach who hasn't yet landed your profitable coaching niche, or if you've done a bunch of things to build a niche and it hasn't worked out for you for whatever reason. In our session, I'm going to ask you questions to uncover possibilities for you and we'll identify a fantastic target audience and brainstorm what they most want and how to apply your gifts and skills to help them get it. What I know is that knowing your own audience and niche will give you a profound sense of direction and focus your coaching business. So apply for on-air coaching if you want to on my website. It's where the show notes are for this episode, prosperouscoach.com slash 10. And I'd love to work with you. The next episode in this series is called, What is Your Coaching Archetype? This is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to look at personality, sort of the way that you show up in the world, and it might give us a clue to what kind of niche our audience might be great for you. See you then. 
I'm so glad you tuned in to Prosperous Coach Podcast. Please share this episode with other coaches. And if you're listening on the iTunes podcast app, review this show. Joel Bass did my theme music. Thanks, Joel.